Peace be with you. In many ways, St. Francis of Assisi is the perfect saint to turn to in our church in these times. The Lord appeared to him when he had just had his initial conversion and said, Go, Francis, rebuild my church, for as you can see, it is in ruins. His initial response to that was to go and build Our Lady of the Angels, the Portiuncula. And brick by brick, he found this church which had been ruined and put it back together. After people began to follow this rich young merchant who'd given up everything to go and live with lepers, and they had a dozen followers, they went to go visit the Pope. Upon his first visit, the Pope sees this poor beggar and doesn't pay him much heed. But then that night, the Pope has a dream. And he sees the Lateran, which is the cathedral of Rome, falling down. And he sees St. Francis of Assisi holding up the walls with his hands. And he wakes up from that dream and he says, Go find the man who came to me yesterday. And they find Francis who was out working with the gardeners because the Pope sent him to go work with gardeners. And he's taking the advice of the Pope and following it. And they brought him back and he knew that this man was called to live the gospel. And he said, Francis, you have my permission to live the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he went forth and he truly did rebuild the church. You see, because the latter and four council had just happened and there was a lot of abuse going on in the church at that time. There were a lot of priests who were living, uh, let's just say, lives that they shouldn't have been living. Uh, The Eucharist was not venerated. Now we have adoration, we have tabernacles, we have a lot of veneration for the Eucharist. At that time, there wasn't as much. The Eucharist didn't have as much veneration or respect as it should have had. And Francis writes letters to the faithful and to priests of his order. And he says, you have holy hands. That's the blessed sacrament. You must care for it. You must honor it. Make sure that the blessed sacrament is reserved in a sacred space. Make sure that the vessels are clean. The vessels that you use for the Mass. Make sure that the purificators and the corporals are clean and beautiful. For the honor of the Lord and the blessed sacraments. He had a Eucharistic heart. A Eucharistic devotion. I think in many ways our hearts need to imitate that Eucharistic call that he had. That call to recognize that this is the church that Jesus Christ built. Upon a rock foundation. That he is the rock foundation, and that he has, through the laying on of hands, ministered ordination to bishops and priests, that they can go forth and bring us the Eucharist. There was a story about Francis. He was traveling, and he went to a small town. And the people of the town came to him, and their priest had just been caught in a scandalous relationship. And so the people came to Francis, and they said, Francis, our, our pastor uh, is living with a woman on the side, and he's 
He's a bad example to us, and we want you to correct him. He's, by the end of his life, Francis was well known for his holiness. So they came and they said, come, please correct our pastor for us. And so the pastor comes out to the town square, and there's Francis. He walks up to the pastor, falls on his knees, and begins to kiss the priest's hands. And say, these are the hands that bring me Jesus. Immediately, the priest's heart was converted. He left the sinful relationship he was in. And began to minister to the people according to God's will for his life. Francis's profound humility is also a witness to us. Of our attitude, of our call in life. As we humble ourselves and take the lowest place at the table. And recognize the great gifts that God has given to us. Most importantly, in many ways, in the Eucharist. And recognize our dependence upon Him in all things. We begin to order our relationship to the world. We begin to see the world in new, new light. Not as ourselves at the center, but as God at the center. As Jesus Christ at the center of all things, including His church. And as the waves of scandal, the waves of crisis begin to beat against the ship of the church, we know that Jesus is sleeping soundly in the boat. And we can be like the apostles and go, wake up Jesus and say, Jesus, we're dying, there's a storm upon us. But Jesus... Will do for us as he did for those apostles. He'll stand up, he'll calm the storm, and he'll say, O ye of little faith. Because if Jesus is on the boat, nothing bad's going to happen. And Jesus is on the boat. This is his church that he founded, that he instituted. And he is sleeping securely. And though the waves are crashing and we have a temptation, to get stirred up and to get anxious, be filled with worry and fear. Our call is to imitate Jesus. Our call is to imitate St. Francis and humbly recognize the Lord's presence. Humbly acknowledge Him in the Eucharist and the very body and blood where mere bread and wine become His very presence. And as we recognize the great humility it takes for the God of the entire universe to decide to become a mere piece of bread, to become a mere cup of wine, to take on not, even, not just a human form, which was humbling enough, but inanimate objects we see that our God is very very humble as St. Philippians said though he was in the form of God he did not deem equality with God something to be grasped at but instead emptied himself and took the form of a slave being born in the likeness of men Francis imitated that humility he recognized God's presence and that humility rebuilt the church 
That humility gathered 10,000 followers by the time he died. That humility spoke volumes to the world. And now here we are gathered this evening celebrating the death of this man. Who said, I did what I was called to do. Now you must go and do what you are called to do. Let's imitate that love of the church. That love of the Eucharist. That profound humility of St. Francis of Assisi. And recognize that as Jesus Christ is our rock foundation... We will always be secure in His love.